tossing and turning all night like a salad, it's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus. A probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker, and I thought, if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate, so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. I'm Jill, and I'm a sober scientist who talks about the science and psychology of addiction. There are a lot of things that influence developing an addiction, and none of them are that we're weak-willed losers. In the Sober Powered Podcast, you'll learn how and why addiction develops, how alcohol changes the brain to keep us drinking, and most importantly, that you're not alone. The things you experience are experienced by many of us.
Welcome back to the Silver Powered Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about using alcohol to escape. You'll learn about instant gratification versus actually working for stress relief, tips to deal with stress without drinking, and I have a couple of interesting studies to talk about. Alcohol actually influences the brain to increase the urgency we feel around escaping. So let's dig in. We're always searching for instant gratification. We need to feel better right now. We need to start having fun right now. But we don't want to put any effort into feeling better or having fun. We just want it to happen. And that's not really how life works. We're adults and life requires effort. The problem is we get so used to instant gratification that we forget real happiness or real relaxation takes work. The more you use alcohol to instantly make you forget about your problem, relax or create fun, the less capable you become of doing these things for yourself. Alcohol makes us forget about our problems, but the problems are still there. And the more we ignore them, the worse they get. Alcohol makes boring stuff like sitting around doing nothing feel fun. So when we stop drinking, we forget how to actually have fun. All of these things create even more triggers to drink or feeling like you're missing out, which just makes it harder to stay sober. And then we're left wondering, is this all that life is going to be forever boring and sad and stressful? So we worry about how we'll cope or wind down after a long day, but numbing out and slowing down your brain isn't actually coping or winding down. It's just slowing down your brain enough that you stop caring. There are real ways to wind down that actually relieve stress and make it go away, not put it off so that it comes back even more intense later on. If you listen to episode 41 about sugar, then you may remember that it's a similar thing. When we stop drinking, we know that sugar is another form of instant gratification. So that's one reason why we crave sugar in sobriety. And that's fine to do sometimes if you don't have a problem with sugar, but we need to learn how to actually work through stress and problems without escaping from them. According to the American Psychology Association, escapism is the tendency to escape from the real world to the safety and comfort of a fantasy world. Escaping can be a positive strategy, though, if you use it in healthy ways and not constantly, but it can be very harmful to a person when used in unhealthy ways. And unhealthy ways of escaping would include using drugs, alcohol, food, or self-harm to cope. A 2016 study published in Social Science and Medicine looked at people's happiness levels when they were drinking and over time. So this study found that there was no connection between being a drinker and being a happier person. And when someone's drinking became a problem, their happiness level declined. One part of the study had iPhone users rate their happiness level on a scale of 1 to 100. They had about 2 million people participate, and the results were that when people were drinking, they were about 4 points happier, but this happiness increase didn't show up in the times that they weren't drinking. So they had fake happiness, which wasn't even like that much better than they really felt. And then they were no happier over time. So drinking didn't do anything great for their life. So what that means to me is we're not missing out. We're missing out on a 4% boost in happiness for like an hour. 
alcohol tricks us into thinking that we're happy, relaxed, or having fun, but in reality, it's not doing any of those things. People's lives were exactly the same when they weren't drinking, and once someone developed a problem, their life just got worse. So for the people that had problems, their overall happiness level declined when they weren't drinking. There are legitimate reasons that someone would want to escape life, though. And it's not just because we're weak and we can't handle life. There are things going on with the brain that can increase the feeling of urgency around needing to escape danger or discomfort. So where other people would feel mildly uncomfortable, someone else could feel highly overwhelmed in the same type of situation. And it's not a personality flaw. It's not a representation of the person's overall strength. The orbitofrontal cortex is at the front of the brain right above our eyes. It's involved in a few different functions like emotions and memory. But one thing this part of the brain does is it senses unpleasant or emergency situations and it sends this information to the dorsal periaqueductal gray in the center of the brain. And then this area of the brain decides if we need to escape the situation. So I'm going to call the periaqueductal gray the PAG from now on for simplicity. The PAG is a tube-like structure at the top of the brainstem, and its functions aren't completely understood. So it's well known for its role in inhibiting pain and this was discovered in the 60s when one study found that stimulating the PAG in rats allowed the researchers to perform surgery on them without any pain relievers. This was even tested in humans as a potential treatment for chronic pain, but participants reported too many negative side effects. So the PAG also regulates heart rate and blood pressure, helps control the bladder, helps coordinate breathing and motor patterns to produce speech, and is involved in fearful and defensive responses. Humans and animals show activation of the PAG when a threat comes close to them. So you can see how messing with the PAG to try to control chronic pain could have a lot of bad side effects. Like we always talk about on this podcast, though, not everybody's brain works exactly the same. Some people have more plasticity in their brains than others. And remember, alcohol abuse also decreases neuroplasticity. And if you haven't been listening to the podcast, first of all, I don't know why. But second, neuroplasticity is the brain's ability to adapt and change depending on what's going on around us. So it's the brain's ability to analyze our environment and our situation and make adjustments based on that. And some people can do that better than others. The pathway between the orbitofrontal cortex and the PAG can be disrupted or imbalanced in two main ways. And this increases the risk of developing a problem with alcohol. Alcohol inhibits the PAG, so the brain can't respond to negative signals or the need to get away from danger. This causes the person to feel the benefits of alcohol and not care too much about the negative side effects or consequences. 
Scientists hypothesize this could be a possible cause of compulsive drinking. We know that our drinking is bad and the health, relationship, or other life consequences that come from our drinking are bad, but we just don't seem to care. We only care about the next drink and about keeping alcohol in our lives. The second way that the pathway between sensing a dangerous situation and deciding we need to escape the situation can be messed up is alcohol abuse can cause overexcitation of the PAG. So a person who abuses alcohol will more intensely and or more often feel that they are in unpleasant situations that they need to escape from and will drink to get that immediate escape. This kind of disruption causes impulsive drinking. So if you're a chronic relapser and you just can't understand why it keeps happening, this could be a contributing factor. We don't learn how to handle negative emotions or get through anything. And if you add a hyped up need to escape on top of that, then it's very easy to turn to alcohol to cope. So what this second way means to me is that alcohol abuse contributes to feeling so overwhelmed that you can't process what's going on, so you need to run or escape from it. A 2021 study involving 2,000 participants from the UK, Germany, France, and Ireland looked at the regulation between the orbitofrontal cortex and the PAG in social drinkers versus problem drinkers. So the participants performed a task and didn't get an expected reward afterwards. And the researchers looked at MRI scans of the participants during the task and found that people who abused alcohol had disruption between the orbitofrontal cortex and the PAG. Also, in a resting state, meaning when the participants weren't doing anything, people who had an overexcited pathway between these areas of the brain also had increased levels of alcohol abuse. So remember, the second type of pathway disruption increases the feeling of needing to escape and being overwhelmed. So how can we actually deal with stuff in healthy ways? First, recognize that all feelings are okay, and by suppressing or numbing them, you're only allowing them to get worse. Numbing out doesn't make anything go away, it just makes the feeling wait around for you to get sober. Whatever you're feeling, you're feeling it for a reason, and that's okay. Here are a bunch of ways that you can handle stress without alcohol. Meditation, mindfulness, or yoga, exercise, or martial arts music, volunteering or helping others, even just being nice to other people in Facebook groups, talking to a trusted friend or partner to help you process what's going on, walking with an audiobook or a podcast, getting a pet and giving them a ton of attention, watching something funny on TV, reading a personal development book or or a thriller book, going to therapy, rage cleaning your house, playing video games, cooking a new recipe, fantasizing about future vacations, or doing something nice and unexpected for one of your loved ones. So maybe you rolled your eyes at the entire list. And that's okay, because that's the kind of thing that I did too before I got sober. Everything just seemed dumb. So it doesn't sound satisfying or fun, and that's because none of these things give you instant gratification. 
But if you give them a genuine chance, you'll find that you feel better about yourself afterward. Alcohol never makes us feel better after we're done drinking. We feel better for the couple hours that we are drinking, and then we feel worse. If you put in the work to process stress and really get through it, it's harder to make the choice. You may not enjoy it right away, but afterwards you feel amazing. A big part of not drinking is self-efficacy or believing in ourselves. If we believe that we can get through things, then we will. And if we believe we can't get through things, then we won't and we'll continue to escape our lives. It's not easy to deal with feelings or uncomfortable situations in the beginning because we aren't used to doing it. Think of how many years you drink. That's how many years you're out of practice dealing with stuff. So give yourself a break and try to work on understanding that instant gratification isn't benefiting your life. The only things that give us instant gratification are bad for us. If you're going to do something good for your life and your mental health, then it takes work, but it's worth it. Our goal is to create a life that we don't need to escape from, and that's totally possible. When I was drinking, I felt like everyone was out to get me. I just had bad luck, nothing would ever be good for me, and that people would always treat me badly. Now that I don't drink, I realize none of that is true. I have full control over my own life and how I feel about things because I'm sober. When we're drinking, numbing out, and constantly escaping from every little discomfort, then we give up control of our life. Our lives become controlled by everyone around us because we give them the power to set us off, make us upset, cause anxiety or stress, or drive us to escape with alcohol. Sobriety lets you take back your power. So remember, you're not escaping from anything or doing yourself any favors by numbing out and suppressing your feelings. Feel it and get through it to the other side and then you can actually move on. As always, if this was helpful for you, please share this or any of your favorite episodes. Helps the podcast out so much. And I will talk to you next week. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.